Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Rethink Your Health with Jen Madden. I am your host, Jen Madden, and I am excited you're here. I want to say like good morning because it is early morning here as I am recording this podcast. I have my coffee. I have my notes. I have a candle lit. The ambiance is beautiful. This is how I start my mornings. I am I am a morning person. I cannot do something like this at like nine o'clock at night because uh, that just does not work for me and my brain. So funny, on a side note, I don't know if um, any of you saw this, but Jamie Lee Curtis just came out with, um, well, I feel like it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal, but she just came out about going to bed really early. Like she goes to bed at like seven o'clock at night and is up at four, four thirty. And a friend of mine sent me the article because he knows that I go to bed early and he's like, you're not the only one. And I think it's really funny because while I don't go to bed at seven, I go to bed before nine. Um, people like think that's the funniest thing. And I don't think it's that funny. I think it's just how I'm wired. Um, anyway, I share that with you because I am fully able to record a podcast very early in the morning because I go to bed early at night. Anyway, so thank you, Jamie Lee Curtis, for um, making it normal. She actually even said, she's like, why don't um, bands play concerts like at three o'clock in the afternoon instead of this, like they start at nine o'clock at night? I'm like, yes, I'm not going to a concert at nine o'clock at night. That's ridiculous. Anyway, I digress. Hi. I hope you are well. I am doing better, still in New York, um, but I feel like each week, the crisis mode lessens. I am stepping more into acceptance of our current situation and all of that fun stuff. This is life, man. So let's talk about acceptance. Let's talk specifically about self-acceptance. And I'll even add self-love to that. And I know some of you are like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. That's why I'm talking about it. Because I do think one of the hardest things for us to do as human beings is to fully accept who we are, to fully love ourselves unconditionally, exactly how we are. It shouldn't be hard work because we are born worthy. We are born lovable. We are not broken. We do not need to be fixed. And yet, most of us have this innate belief that we are broken and we need to be fixed or that we need to improve some aspect of ourselves so that we can fully love and accept ourselves. And that's just simply a lie we're telling ourselves. But why is this? Why do we default into that thinking? Well, I think it starts with messaging when we're younger you know, by people, parents, teachers, authority figures, friends who are raised with the same beliefs that we have telling us things about ourselves or we hear things about ourselves based on what they're saying or how they're acting towards us that make us think we may be less than or not worthy of. And this definitely starts young in childhood. I've been thinking a lot just about kids just in general and how much we ask of kids. We ask kids to deal with things that are so hard in this world, in life, as little beings who are not fully developed. We ask a lot of kids. And you have to remember that at one point you were a child as well. And you were asked to handle things that were really hard 
for your undeveloped brain to handle. I find it fascinating and somewhat upsetting (laughs) that this is the way life is. Those are one of the things that I have a hard time accepting. But again, we are designed this way for a reason. So it makes sense if you were inundated with messages on how if you could be a little bit better at this or that, or if you could fix this or that about yourself, then you would be worthy of love or acceptable or could belong to the, the cool group, whatever, right? Whatever that is. So the messaging does start young. And again, it's messaging that we're receiving from people who are not evolved as well and aren't necessarily doing their own work. So it starts at a young age, right? And then on top of that, we have our brains, our lovely human brains that want to keep us safe avoid pain, seek pleasure at all times. And so our brains will constantly look for the negative because it thinks that showing you the negative will somehow inspire you to make change maybe (laughs) or do something to fit in so that your life is not in danger. And remember, our primal brain that has not evolved thinks that any sort of danger will take our life, right? So it's still wired to look for the tigers and bears, even though that that is not a true threat to our life. So that those tigers and bears are now people saying mean things about us or us looking at some sort of ideal version of what our life should look like and it's not. So we think that there is danger and we have to get to that place so that we are out of danger. It sounds ridiculous when I say the words, but it is true. It's literally how our brains work, our primal brains work, which is why it's important to just know that our primal brain is going to default to the negative. So it is like very helpful, it thinks, to present the platter of all the things that are wrong with you so that you can do something to change it to make sure that you live. Okay, so that's our primal brain, which is why it's important to know that. And it's important to also know that we have a prefrontal cortex, which is our evolved brain that has the power to override that. So we don't have to just accept this default mode. We have to acknowledge that it's there, that it thinks it's keeping us safe. And then we have to basically say, yes, I know that you think that and it is not true. And I have authority over my life and I have an evolved brain that I'm going to use now. But because our brains are wired by default to do this. And if we are not paying attention and we allow ourselves to move forward on default, of course, we're going to think that we are broken. Of course, we're going to tell ourselves that if we could just do this, that, or the other thing, then we can be acceptable. The other thing is we are surrounded by messaging all around us on how our lives should be. Right? It could be from the messages that we received as children, and then we are absolutely inundated with messages outside of us on what our lives should look like. So that comes in the form of what our ideal body should look like, right? There is this one ideal body that we should all be striving for, which you know is a bunch of bullshit. What an idea of what success looks like, you know, the, the certain dollar amount, in the bank, the job title, the number of homes, cars, whatever, which again is bullshit. (laughs) 
and that we should always be happy, right? So all of these things outside of us are going to make us happy. So when we're inundated with these messages, we see them. We see where we currently are and we look at the gap between where we are versus where we think we should be based on societal standards. We feel like crap. So of course we think if we achieve the things that society says we're going to achieve or we should achieve, then we are worthy of self-acceptance. We are worthy of love. It's a bunch of bullshit. Okay. The other thing and the final thing note that I have is that we are here having a human experience. And as part of that human experience is to be open to, well, I shouldn't say open to, to experience the full range of emotions, right? If we were open to it, we wouldn't have so much resistance to feeling bad. So part of our human experience, the way we are designed as human beings is to experience the full range of emotion. This is the good and this is the bad because you can't have the good without the bad. So we are designed to experience the full range of emotions, yet we are taught that we should never feel bad. So when we feel bad, we judge it. Or we don't know how to handle it, so we buffer against it with food, TV, whatever, right? Rather than just knowing that life is going to introduce, put on a platter, the full range of emotions for us to experience. But again, if we don't know this, we think something has gone wrong when we don't feel good. So... We can't accept ourselves, obviously, because there's something wrong because you feel bad because we're taught that we should be happy all the time. But if you just know that the truth is, and this is the truth, that you are designed, our human experience is designed for us to feel the full range of emotions, the good and the bad, and nothing has gone wrong when you are living in the negative part of that. Life is 50-50. That is just how it's designed, but yet we resist that and we fight against it because we're taught that we should always be happy. Okay, so those are some reasons why our default is to think that we are not lovable, that we cannot be accepted as we are, and that we need to do something to change ourselves. So it makes sense, and it also makes sense that it's really hard to embrace who we are to unconditionally love who we are because we have a lot of things fighting against ourselves but I do believe the goal of our existence here on earth is to step fully into who you are right now with all your perceived flaws with all of your negative feelings and to love yourself wholly without conditions to love unconditionally but we don't do that So some of you may be listening to this and thinking, that is just absolutely impossible, Jen. Like, I don't even know why you're offering this as a suggestion to us. Like, that is not going to happen. It is impossible for me to accept myself as I am. I definitely cannot love myself as I am. Like, have you seen me? Have you seen my life? Others of you may think, okay, yeah, I can hear that. But in order for those things to happen, I need to lose weight. I need to get that job. I need to find a partner, right? So we put conditions. So it's not unconditional love. We put conditions on, yeah, I can see myself getting to that point 
as long as, you know, these conditions line up perfectly and then I can get there. And then hopefully there are a few of you that are like, yeah, you know what? You're right, Jen. And it's really hard work, but it is work worth doing, right? And I just want to offer that it is worth work worth doing. This is your only life. You were stuck with you for the rest of your life. I will say that a million times over. So wouldn't it be nice to just be able to accept yourself who you are, who you are exactly as you are, and to love yourself unconditionally now without, one, thinking that it's impossible, two, putting a ton of conditions on it, right? Just think about that. Think about how many years you potentially have left to live. How do you want to live those years? I'm thinking that dropping some of this self-talk may help (laughs) you get where you want to be. The human experience is not to feel amazing all the time. It's simply we're not designed that way, right? But it's when you can recognize that 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 is what the human experience is supposed to be, you can embrace the messiness of what life is, right? You can express, you can um, accept the good and bad parts of you, right? The times that you're like, I really wish I hadn't said that. Or the times that you're like, look at me, I just did that. You can fully accept all of those parts of you because that is who we are as human, as human beings. We have beautiful, amazing parts and sometimes we have some awful parts that we wish were a little bit different. That is being human. That is the messiness of human beings. And nothing has gone wrong when you recognize this. I just want to offer you, there is no ideal to be achieved. You are perfect as you are right now. Now, some of you are thinking, yeah, that's great, but I still have like goals I want to achieve and um, things I want to improve myself. Those are two separate things. It does not go hand in hand. It's not, again, that conditional love, right? I truly believe when you can accept yourself exactly where you are, you will make the changes that you want in your life. You will improve areas of your life because you're approaching it from a place of love and not from a place of hate, right? So self-improvement and goal setting is completely separate from self-acceptance and unconditional love. They do not go hand in hand. And yet we're taught that they are, right? When you have that ideal body, then you can feel happy. Or when you have achieved success, then life is like grand and you can accept yourself as you are. That's now how it works. I do believe that we are here to evolve as human beings, to step into our highest self, whatever that looks like for you, right? It's going to be different for each and every one of us. And that is our own personal journey. And when you can accept that from a, or when you can achieve your goals or go after your goals from a place of love and self-acceptance, It's going to feel a hell of a lot better and it's definitely going to be more sustainable and most likely you're going to achieve what you want. I want you to think about that. Going after a goal from a place of love rather than a place of hate or force or um, uh, restriction, anything negative, think about the difference when you're approaching things from a place of love um, and openness versus that restrictive struggle pushing energy it's not sustainable it's definitely not loving 
and you're not going to get the results that you want because you're also going to be disappointed if and when you get to wherever you think you're going to be because you still are going to find fault because you haven't learned to fully love and accept yourself exactly as you are. It's a vicious cycle. So I just want to make sure that you understand it's perfectly normal right? And I do think it's part of our our human experience to have goals and to want to improve ourselves so that we continue to evolve as human beings. But inherently, you do not need to be fixed. There is nothing wrong with you at all. Deepak Chopra wrote a book called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. I'm going to link it in the show notes because I think as I was preparing for this podcast, I'm like, this is number two on books that have changed my life. Um, so I like to share books that have had a strong impact on me. Number one, just in case you're wondering, is Byron Katie's Loving What Is. Hello, <laughs> self-acceptance, not resisting what your current state is. I've talked about that um, on previous podcasts, and I will definitely um, continue to talk about it. Because when you can just embrace life as it is, you as you are, you drop all resistance, and you become lighter. You become um, more present in your world, and life just opens up to you when you can drop that resistance. So that's my number one book. This number, this Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra is, for me, what I am going after when I think of the way of being that I want, like how I want to be in the world. This book just lays it out beautifully. When think when I think about reading a book and when a message resonates deeply within me, in my soul, in my body, this is the book. So if you are interested in reading it, I will link it in the show notes, but it's Deepak Chopra's The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And I think he wrote it a long time ago, but man, it's so good. Anyway, he talks about getting to your um, innermost essence of your being. And I just want to read just a little um, blurb from the book because it is so powerful and I think it is for me at least who we are meant to evolve into so he writes you must learn to get in touch with the innermost essence of your being this is yourself your soul those are my words not his (laughs) this true essence is beyond ego Mm. it is fearless it is free It is immune to criticism. It does not fear any challenge. It is beneath no one, superior to no one, and full of magic, mystery, and enchantment. This is you. This is you at your core. This is you getting to know who you are and accepting who you are and not comparing yourself to anyone else. Right, So the words that, that it is fearless, it is free, it is immune to criticism, it does not fear any challenge, it is beneath no one, superior to no one, and full of magic, mystery, and enchantment. Is that not beautiful? He also talks about um, object referral, referral versus self-referral. So when you have self-referral, that is you just getting to know yourself at the deepest level, at your core. And you are not comparing yourself to anyone else. You are not striving to achieve success based on something outside of you. It is you and you on this journey called life. Versus object referral is when you are looking outside of yourself 
so that you can feel better about yourself. For example, when you've achieved that title or made a certain amount of money or lost the weight, etc. The problem, well, there's lots of problems with object referral, but the main problem with object referrals, it's fleeting. What happens when you gain the weight back? What happens if you lose all that money? What happens if you get fired from your job? Does that mean suddenly you're not worthwhile or you're worthless? No. So when you can start to shift your thinking to focusing on yourself and dropping the ego, as he mentioned, because that object referral is ego, but when you can drop your focus from the outside and really turn into who you are at your core and get to know your innermost essence, This is when everything changes for you. This is when you don't fear the world, when you feel lighter and freer, when criticism does not like dig at you deeper. When somebody says something to you about maybe changing or improving, you approach it from a place of curiosity rather than beating yourself up and finding evidence in that statement for why you're not good enough. And also it's knowing that you're not beneath anyone but you're also not better than anyone else. We are all here just doing our lives to the best of our ability based on the circumstances we were born into, and that's it. I think that's really powerful on the journey of becoming ourselves in the ability to step into who we are and to embrace our wholeness, the 50-50 of who we are, the good and the bad, And just know that it is you and you on your journey. And no one else has a say on how you think about yourself, how you live your life, what you do or don't do. It is all you. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think, again, there's not that switch that you're going to flip, which is super disappointing that suddenly you step into that. But the first step is one, the awareness of that. Right? Having that, like for me, when I read that, I'm like, yes, my whole body is like, yes, that is how I want to be. And I also know that there are going to be plenty of times that I'm not that person. And that's okay. For me, it's knowing where I want to go and recognizing where exactly I am right now in my journey. Recognizing that a lot of times I'm not going to get it right. I'm not going to be that person that I'm striving to be, but the more I can develop the awareness of how I react to my life, to my circumstances, how I am thinking about my life and feeling about my life, the more awareness I develop as like about who I am as a person and how I live my life and how I'm existing in this human experience, the deeper the relationship I have with myself. Because remember, the most important relation you, relationship you have with your in your life is the one you have with yourself. You are stuck with you forever. So the more I can pay attention to how I'm living my life based on the thoughts and feelings that I have, the more I am stepping into the person I want to be because I can learn from that. That, for me, is where the goal setting, the self-improvement comes from. The recognizing where I want to be, the acceptance and not resistance to where I'm at right now, and the openness and the curiosity to wanting to change, to wanting to improve areas of my life, allows me to learn 
who I am based on how I am, if that makes sense, right? And then from there, I can accept and not resist who I am and I can start to make small incremental changes towards the person I want to be. And when I step out of integrity of who I want to be, rather than beating myself up and judging myself, I go, oh yeah, okay, I see what I did there. And I enter from a place of curiosity. Now listen, I am human. Sometimes I still beat myself up because I'm human, right? And that's also part of accepting who we are at our core. Sometimes you're just not going to be the person you want to be. It's acknowledging that and not judging or shaming yourself for that. That is the key. Because I've talked about this before. What we love to do as humans is to find everything that's wrong with us, start to try to make changes, and when we can't sustain it or do it, we don't just say, oh, look it, I didn't do that. We say, oh, I didn't, look, I didn't do that. I am a piece of crap. And we judge and shame ourselves. And we tell ourselves stories that we're never going to be able to do it. And my mother was right or so-and-so was right. And we make things a hell of a lot worse rather than just saying, oh, I got that wrong, full stop. We say, I got that wrong. And let me tell you the story about myself and my life and what that means for me, for my future and everything else. If you could just acknowledge that, yeah, sometimes you get it wrong and not beat yourself up. And you can be in that like feeling of disappointment that you didn't do what you said you were going to do or you didn't, you weren't the person you said you wanted to be. Just allow yourself to be in that disappointment. So amazing because what happens is you allow yourself to process the feeling of disappointment without adding shame and judgment on top of it. And from that space, you learn what disappointment feels like and you start to rewire your brain on wanting to prevent that feeling, right? On trying to do better next time so that you don't have to sit and process disappointment again. And the more you do that, the better you get at it. And the more you start to have your own back, which means you are the person who does the thing she says she's going to do. Be the person she said she's going to be. Right? That is the beauty of stepping into who you are right now, not resisting it, not judging it, fully accepting what is from a place of neutrality. Then from there, you can start to make slow incremental changes from a place of wanting to evolve to the highest version of yourself rather than beating yourself up or shaming yourself into some ideal version of success that somebody else designed for you. I cannot stress that enough. The foundation of positive change in your life is accepting exactly where you are right now, right? Just knowing what your current state is, accepting it, and then deciding if you want to stay this way or if you want to start to make slow changes towards the person who you want to be and then doing so from a place of love and acceptance rather than from shame and judgment and beating yourself up based on what society says your life should look like, right? Because you also get to decide who you want to be based on who you are and what resonates with you, not based on what anyone else says. It's a crazy concept. You get to decide for yourself. When we can fully love and accept what is, something inside of us loosens up. 
That is the other thing that I have noticed. When you can just step into what your current reality is and embrace it and just say, this is where I'm at right now, there is something that shifts within your being, within your body. There is something that loosens up, which is amazing because that opening, that loosening up allows something new to enter, allows for positive change. And when you can open up and allow for positive change, that is where the magic happens. So the next time you find yourself beating yourself up for doing something that you wish you hadn't or not achieving the goal that you wanted and you're feeling so desperate to be someone other than who you are right now, I invite you to ask yourself, What is my current reality? What are the facts of my life right now? And see if you can just list them out from a place of neutrality, which means you need to step into your present life, not some version of who you think you should be, but really asking, what is my current reality? What are the facts? And then ask yourself, are you allowing yourself to be human? The answers may surprise you because most likely you're not allowing yourself to have the human experience, to allow yourself to feel the negative emotion, not accepting who you are right now, right? So ask yourself those questions and see if these answers, if the answers to the questions help you take the next step towards accepting who you are. I just want to offer that it is possible for you. You are not a unique snowflake. This is not going to work. It starts with the awareness. It starts with being present in your life. And it starts with being um, fully aware and grounded in your current reality. Coupled with the allowance of yourself. Allowing yourself to be human. It is possible. So try it. Just know that there is a reason you do the things you do. And the more you can develop the awareness of why you do the things you do and allow yourself to question the reasons and then become present in your current reality and get curious and allow yourself to get curious about your current reality and see where you're beating yourself up and not loving yourself as a human, the more you can do that, the more you're going to see positive change in your life. And also when you know that you're going to take steps forward and then sometimes you're going to take steps back and there's nothing, like nothing has gone wrong when that happens, that is the beauty of change. That is the power of change because that is just how change works. So I invite you to do this work Because I think it's the most important work of your life. Accepting yourself, unconditionally loving yourself is what life is all about. Because again, it's you and you for the rest of your life. What kind of relationship do you want to have with yourself? You get to decide that. You get to do the work towards that. All right, my friends. Have a beautiful week. And I will see you here next week. Take care.